Hi everyone, my name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnMystic.com. This show is about spiritual awakening, a place you can come if you feel like exploring the world of supernaturalism. I'm excited you're here. I've got so much to share with you, so get comfortable because we are starting right now. This is part two of the topic on universal laws in this universe and how it affects humans and non-humans. My name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnMystic.com. Some housekeeping. If you have a Facebook or Instagram or TikTok account, please follow me there. Search for SkepticTurnMystic. And if you see that with Bernadette, that is me. All right, follow me there. And I also want to say, I want to say thank you for your direct messages. It's good to know that someone actually finds this valuable and resonates with the direction of the podcast. I like doing it too. Um, it helps me be more confident with my accent. I'm originally from Southeast Asia. I live in America. Now, I used to also work in technology, and now I am in the spiritual teachings category. And honestly, it feels like what I am meant to do. Have you ever looked back at your life and thought, "Wow, I didn't think I will be how I imagined myself to be"? It can be good or it can be bad. And I think this is a good time to start with the law of relativity as one of the universal laws I'll be talking about today, because this explains why we have challenges. Without challenges or even the perception of challenges, life would be unbearably monotonous. Everything is based on perspective. This unpopular law is about you encountering experiences that will challenge you on various occasions in your life. It could test your kindness, honesty, motivation, and values. It could also test a problem that you must either master or repair in this lifetime. Depending on how you approach and handle these challenging situations, you'll either be able to go on to the next thing, or may need to repeat the same lesson in a different way. We all have our own share of problems in life, and even though we label these events as misfortunes, in reality. They represent a training for the soul. Every person will encounter difficulties, according to this law of relativity, and this actually presents us a. This actually gives us a chance for personal development and character building. And although some of these things may kind of like feel unpleasant at first, there is always a purpose behind them. 
because they are designed to awaken your higher self and allowing you to learn and evolve from them. The law of relativity gets a bad rap because it poses a challenge, but these difficulties are essential for fostering our personal development and satisfaction. We can expand as people, right, as a result of challenges and become more aware of our emotions and purpose. If you or a buddy keeps falling for the same jerk in a different body, this could be a difficulty that keeps coming up for you until you figure out what you need to take away from those jerks in order to stop attracting them to yourself. The lesson could be setting limits or self-love or starting the relationship with a higher purpose. It takes us longer to mature and break away from our habits the longer we are unconscious of them and the lessons we need to learn from them. Our vibrations increase significantly when we persevere our difficulties and triumph over them. In a sense, we kind of like real-life gamers who level up when we overcome a series of obstacles, right? Challenges are about the experience of progress. It's not about good or bad. And this law seems to me to be the underdog among the universal laws. And we practice in this way in challenging times because this is the way to become the finest versions of ourselves. It's a reminder that despite all the bad stuff that happened to me, Bernadette, there are still opportunities out there. This helps me to change my viewpoint and become generally happier and more upbeat. Of course, we all have our days, but this law has taught me the most about resilience and the gray area between negativity and positivity. The law of relativity is about taking ownership rather than acting like victims. No matter what, we will face a variety of obstacles and how we view and respond to those challenges will determine who we are. We repeatedly learn the same lessons when we play the victim. They spend their entire life dwelling on the unpleasant thing that happened to them and they continue to ruminate on their prior pain without ever coping with it or even trying to heal from it. Instead of acting like victims, this law of relativity wants us to take responsibility. We will face a range of challenges and how we see and handles and how we see and handle those difficulties will define who we are. When we take the victim mindset, we continuously when we take the victim mindset, we will always 
learn the same lessons. I had to stop putting my energy into this person, even though I genuinely wanted to keep assisting them. They were having trouble comprehending the law of relativity. And I understood that they needed to develop their own solutions in order to advance. I established my own limits for how I would be treated in a relationship and how much energy I would give without receiving anything in return. Relationships that are not working can be ended. So I broke a pattern. Even though it's really hard, I broke a pattern. The most important lesson this law can share with us is to have a curious attitude. In order to acknowledge my feelings on terrible days, I first allow myself to experience the suckiness and then after I'm ready to move on, I become curious about my situation and what it may teach me. Perspective is important. And now we go to the law of divine oneness. According to this law, we are all connected because a higher power created us all. The same substance used to create me also was the same substance used to create you. If you read the Bible, you will recognize a lot of the parallels between the laws of the universe and the teachings of Jesus. Jesus came into his physical body with the awareness that he was a subset of God. He understood the law of divine oneness. We have unknowingly deprived ourselves of our spiritual oneness as a civilization by cutting ourselves off from one another. Okay, so yes, we have gained conveniences like technology and remote work and what else, drive-ins and, uh, uh, and a lot more, but we also lost a sense of community, especially with social media, right? Or even with texting, we don't call people anymore, we text. And with social media, we kind of don't hang out with people in real life as much as we interact with them on social media. So this Longing for oneness has, you know, given rise to so many buzzwords that we use today. So you will hear stuff like synergy, collaboration, uh, togetherness, connectedness. And all of these words are coming up as part of our unconscious work to restore our human relationships with one another. We don't know that all these buzzwords are actually an unconscious intentions for us to be together again because we have lost a sense of community. And the law of divine oneness is a well-known idea that has been used to build businesses, political movements, states, and we are all constantly surrounded by this interconnectedness of source energy. If you truly want to undergo a positive change in your life, 
you first need to understand the laws that govern the universe. The law of divine oneness can be described as the law of original creation. This law impacts thoughts, desires, beliefs, um, actions that will have an influence on our that will have an influence in our reality and the people inside it. The law of divine oneness connects humanity and nature as a collective consciousness. If you look out the window, everything you see is connected from vibrational energy. Energy can be broken down into either thermal energy, chemical energy, nuclear, electrical, motion, sound, elastic, and gravitational energy. The law of divine oneness connects humans, nature, elements, minerals, plants, insects, animals, and all non-living matter. How magical is that? And we are consciously not aware of how we communicate. In fact, only 7% of our communication is verbal. Think about a situation where someone is clearly angry about something. You can feel the energy being produced by that person as they are telling their story. The law of divine oneness also extends to your physical body. So sickness in one portion of the body affects every other part of the body by default. As we develop, we understand how raising our vibration can have a very good impact on our collective consciousness. You contribute to that vibrational frequency to the collective consciousness when you operate at a higher frequency such as peace, uh, joy, love. Uh, when you experience all of those emotions, you are actually raising the collective consciousness vibration in a favorable way. This is why um, the collaborative benefits of group meditation is so great because meditation helps in self-centering and also alignment with the higher power, which also helps you rediscover uh, the part of yourself that society has buried and suppressed. Woo! I still have some saliva. I, I still can, I still have a little bit more to talk about. I think I can still go on without water. So let's do it. The next law we are going to talk about is the law of action. To manifest the things you really want, you have to take a step forward to meet the universe halfway. You are co-creating with the universe, not demanding an outcome. 
and you have to start the chain reaction by making the first move. Taking action shows the universe that you are ready to try and fail no matter the cost. You must do something in order to realize your dreams. It really is that literal. You must take action. You must put your thoughts into action. Though it seems like magic, manifestation is not magical. A lot of people who learn about manifestation think that the universe will allow you to create the things you want by just thinking about it and hoping for it. That's not how it works. The law of action states that everything must be brought about by action. Nothing can happen until someone takes action at some point along the way. In order for us to materialize anything on earth, we must encounter the law of action. This is where most of us fail because we might know what we want, but we fail to take action because we are skeptical and we have limiting ideas about our own capabilities. The creation process starts in the mind with an idea. Affirmations and visualizations do a great job, but without consistent action from your part, these ideas will become dreams and regrets for not living life to the fullest. The law of action places a great deal on emotions since how you feel usually determines what you do. Your emotions are influenced by your thoughts, which influence your behavior. So bad habits and a cynical mindset might result in missed opportunities. For example, you are more likely to go to a networking event or meet up with friends if you are feeling happy and motivated. You are more likely to skip social events if you are irritated or sad. Neither of these situations is good or bad, but it's crucial to be aware of the decision we are making. This is the most simple of all the spiritual laws. Take only one step in the direction of your aspirations, like applying for a dream job or updating your resume, and the universe will sense your change and your new commitment. Your action does not need to imply actual movement. It could be a change in your state of mind, a change in your emotions, and a change in your spirituality. The next one is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. This is the law of change which means that what was before is not guaranteed to last forever. We should always move and make use of our energy to continue onward and push for a better future. 
This law promises progress for everyone and gives everyone the ability to make changes in the world. So we should always try to use it and not just lie down and be sad about our predicaments. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy states that energy is constantly transmuting and always in motion, hence the word perpetual. This conversion never stops. Everything is always changing and nothing stays constant. This is the foundation for my favorite expression, which is your thoughts determine your emotions, your emotions determine your behaviors, and your behaviors determine your results. Your thoughts are where it all starts. Your thoughts perpetuate your energy. Energy cannot disappear. It cannot go away. It cannot add to itself. You may have heard in physics class, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Water is a great example. Water can transition into an ice cube, into steam, clouds, rain, snow, but water never disappears from the earth. It always exists. You cannot get rid of the energy that is water. You can only change the form. Emotions are energy in motion. When we experience an emotion without processing it, we transfer that energy into our bodies. If we do not allow release of our negative emotions, we store this trauma in our bodies. This negative energy can manifest disease, pain, anxiety, lethargy, and so much more. And this law, this principle, encourages you and I to take an active initiative in our emotional regulation. So we do this by doing the internal work to improve our actions and our reactions. We also need to assess our external environments. So start to notice the energetic quality of the things around you. So things like friends, uh, co-workers, partners, TV, podcasts, books, Positive or negative, energy is always transmuting, so protect yourself. Great, I will link to another episode of the Universal Laws. Um, if you have not checked that out yet, please do. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please share this episode and subscribe. Uh, I am taking the law of action into my hand right now to expand my audience. All right. Uh, thank you for listening so far to the end. I appreciate your time and your loyalty. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.
All right, before I end this show, I do have a private Facebook group called How to Use Angel Numbers with the Law of Attraction. So please join. It's a private Facebook group, so I will approve you. Don't worry. Um, I do a lot of live workshops inside the group and also question and answer and also get your ideas on what you want me to talk about in this show. So yes, I will see you inside the group. It's called How to Use Angel Numbers with the Law of Attraction on Facebook. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.